Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So in your educated opinions, who has more clout in the NHL? Lou Lamorello or Patrick Waugh? Mystery box? The <laughs> Rock? Or excuse me, A Rock, not The Rock. Um, who has more clout? I mean, it's Lou, given that he's worked with NHL people for a given period of time. In reality, I would say Waugh. <clears throat> I think you there's a line public or internal um internal is really the only one that matters because yeah, that's then it's going Lou. to determine external eventually then, then it's Lou. Lou Lou's got the gravitas across the entirety of the NHL um management infrastructure offices what have you he's gone rogue <laughs> well, uh, well not yet but <laughs> i mean his name is spoken with reverence right or fear doesn't matter how you get to reverence <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's just fear is just a journey on the path to reverence in some cases. Can you get there through exhaustion, though? Um, you can get there through attrition. Attrition. OK, that that might. That might be a better fit for um, <laughs> anything Lou Lou centered. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, I mean, you know, he's he's got the staying power of a, you know, 12th level wizard in D and D. You sure he's so, not some like ancient Babylonian demon reincarnate. <laughs> um, I, I am, I am not, I am okay. not. There could, there could be possibly a continuing on with the D and D theme. There could potentially be a spell keeping him alive somewhere. Mm, okay. Um, what was the comment? Um, <clears throat> so upon the news that Mr. Miss Del was named the head coach of the New York Islander. I can't wait to hear him say that more often. Uh, the New York Islander. Um, uh, and in concert with that announcement yesterday, as we record on Sundays, the absolute blowout of poor Samuel Montembo being left in there and hung out to dry. I I indicated that Sam should have walked behind the coach when he was finally pulled. Should have walked behind the coach and headed over to, you know, wherever the GM and owners sit now, which is up at a private box at the Bell Center. But for old time's sake... And and said that he should he you know should have told them that he has played their his last game for them, and somebody responded. Then in three decades from now, Lou will hire him as a head coach for whatever team he's running at that point. Mm-hmm. 
that just sort of confirms that the, you know, dark magic spell that is keeping Lou, you know, alive will continue on for the next three decades. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to find the source of this dark magic and damage it. Hopefully breaking the concentration spell. Mm. So if Sorry, Lou has worked in much Baldur's Gate lately. <laughs> Fair. You can clearly tell what I've been doing in my spare time lately with my sons. Um, given that Lou primarily has worked in New Jersey, you can even say Providence before that, Toronto, and now on Long Island. Where is Mordor? And where can we throw the ring? Albany. Is it in the bowels of the egg? Maybe. Cassie, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think West it's Chester? in Connecticut. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's in Connecticut. What? Hmm. Greenwich? Potentially. Hmm. Kind of far from it, Toronto. It's, it's, it's sort of central-ish to the New England, right? Kind of in and around there. You know, it has the power of all of the New England. Mm. So, you know, it can. that's where all of these entities come from, right? The Colin Campbell, the... Lula Amarillo's, uh, um, everyone's you, you just know, uh, trying to make their way back home to Salem. Is that what you're saying? Um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I, damn. I didn't even think about it. Yes. <laughs> okay. They were on to something. <laughs> Has, has they just chose not seen? to point the finger at themselves. They picked the women yeah. instead. Hmm. Has anyone ever seen Lou Lamarillo in a pool of water? Does he float? <laughs> he Can he shrivel duck? up anymore? <laughs> Is he heavier than a duck? <laughs> Is he, exactly. Has anyone ever gotten one of these guys wet? Do they shrivel up and fade away? <laughs> Yes, the the power of all is in Salem. We must burn it. It's it's probably somewhere underground, like like part of the old city or something. We need to. We need. You know what? You must gather your party before venturing forth. We need to to find ourselves a um, a cleric and get going. I mean, I've been to Salem. What did I go to Salem for? I went to Salem to go to the Peabody Museum. Peabody Museum because they had an entire intact uh, medieval Chinese house inside of it. That's what I did. <laughs> All of those words I recognize, but in that order, it made no sense to me. What? It's <laughs> okay. It's not supposed to make sense. I don't make sense. It's fine. I'm a woman. I'm not supposed to make sense. I'm a man. I'm not supposed to understand anything. So I guess I'm on part two. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, that, <laughs> that was one of the wildest news dumps 
on an early Saturday morning, effectively, you're just like, you know, la, la, la. Oh, it's hockey day in Canada. Okay, you know, hear all of them being proud. They're in Victoria. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on here. Patrick was the head coach of the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, holy hell. I mean, I had Lane Lambert getting fired like a month ago, but I don't, I don't think you could have, I don't think you could have paid me to make a bet that Patrick wall, you know, given me the money to put down, on Patrick. So it's a free bet to me. I don't think you're going to paid me to, to say, you know, to make a bet that it was going to be Patrick was the next head coach of the Islanders. I mean, I don't think anyone in their right mind would have ever thought that Lou Lamorello would pick a guy who has as big an ego as he does to coach for him. Bigger, bigger, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's either going to be they understand each other and they get along famously, or it's going to be the very beginning of a long train, slow-mo train wreck. You know, I'm not quite sure which. Either they're going to, like, get each other and it'll be fantastic for them to work with each other, or it's going to just be an utter disaster. Well, I find it interesting that... <clears throat> that Patrick um, came out and declared that he has no interest in management roles, mm-hmm. which was sort of the point of contention, apparently, in Colorado, which led to his curious leaving that position. You know, awful timing, mismanaged, everything you want to say. And he just took his ball and went home. It felt like because he didn't get what he wanted. And now he's now he's sort of trying to play the contrite role and saying, oh, I have no interest in it. So to kind of to your point, Cassie, I think that sort of eliminates any of that. Um, It eliminates a point of friction, a potential point of friction. Mm hmm. Wow, you're both using a lot of metaphors that also apply to the Long Island Railroad. I know. <laughs> Something that I've never written before in my life, but I know enough people who have. Who have and it sounds like the worst, but I would still... I, I have uh, a plan to go and do take that, it. actually. I have a plan to go, go take a ride on the Long Island Railroad. Are you going to sing the song? I'd have to look up the words, but Maybe. <laughs> We'll see. Anyway. So this is a calculated Hail hail Mary, right? Not because Lou is in any jeopardy, but what else can he do at this point? Um... Because we already know while we'll run into the roster construction issue, this is about, this isn't about composition. It's about construction. 
or vice versa. I don't know. It, it's been a week, <laughs> folks. Um, other than, uh, you know, some of the younger guys on the roster looking at you, Mr. Barzell, um, squeezing blood from the stone analogies, you know, just, just ride with them. Uh, he's got good goaltending. He has serviceable defense. But what else could you realistically do outside of potentially win that division because no one seems to want to take it? But this just feels like a I have to do something radically different and outside my comfort zone. And I recognize it at this point. So uh, here we go. Here's someone I can get for free tomorrow. I think I think I, I don't feel like it's a Hail Mary. I feel like it's a, I finally got the guy I've wanted all along. The, the, he, cause, cause you know, there was a, not so long ago a time where Wa was like, oh yeah, I'm getting offers, but there's nothing that really interests me. I don't really want to go anywhere. I want to stick with what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Especially when Colorado was looking for a goal, uh, a goalie, a, a coach, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, sure. I'll go play. I'll go coach Long Island. It just is weird, you know, because everything before yesterday Wa was not at all interested in. Right. I, I mean, that was, the, I don't know if that was a pose. I don't know if that was truly, that's what was going on, whatever it might be. doesn't matter, but it was like a total 180. And that's why it was blindsiding because before yesterday, so far as anybody knew, Wa was happy to stay in Quebec and to stay with the QMJHL and call it good. So I think that honestly, Lou has been wanting to get Wa for a while because it would it just was totally out of the middle of nowhere, you know. Somebody was saying yesterday on Twitter, it looked like they might have had something in place for a while, but they were just waiting for the right opportunity or right time to like pull the trigger. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't feel like it's a um, last ditch effort, Hail Mary, let's, let's see what we can do thing. I think it's a, we finally got the guy we want. Now let's see what happens. It has been mentioned a few times that <clears throat> Lou does have a history of liking former Montreal Canadiens for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, the Larry Robinsons, the Jacques Lemaire's, all of that kind of stuff. I, 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 I it's a good thing he's not employed by the Bruins. Uh, you, well, <laughs> Yet. <laughs> there is that. He'll make um, his way there. It's closer to Salem. <laughs> yeah. As he feels his power waning, he has to return closer to Salem. We lose Patrick? I don't think so. Patrick, are you talking? <laughs> Because last week I was talking and all of a sudden every I Patrick couldn't hear me. It was at the very end, thankfully, and we were done. And or well, pretty much we were done. And 
And so I finished it off, but then I like log, I had to close out of the browser, log back into the site that we used to do the recording and then he could hear me, but I, I could hear him fine. There was like no issues. No, I, um, the, the, uh, doorbell to my studio rang. Sorry. Um, so carry on. Yeah, you were you were the one that was talking, so you should carry. I I know. <laughs> um, for those that are curious, I have a little wireless doorbell, and I have it on mute, but it flashes. So you know, if I'm in here recording or doing something, you don't hear a ding dong, ding ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. Um, but it flashes, and it's like one of those annoying. Um, and I can't figure out how to turn this part of it off, but it's like one of those annoying strobe light things. Mm. And it was my son, by the way. And so he likes to ring it a few times because he thinks it's a funny. He thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So yes, sorry. Um, familial interruptions. Uh, as as Lou approaches, you know, his time to refresh in his spell. <laughs> I'm sure he will, you know, inch, start inching closer to Salem. Um, as as is his want, you know, you know, as his power wanes um, and he needs to refill it, you know, whomever is going to be charged with kidnapping the underlings to, you know, sacrifice to the tome of power or whatever machine is under under Salem that powers all of them. Yeah, I'm really taking this Baldur's Gate D and D thing way the hell out of here. <laughs> Say, I read these kinds of books, so like you're with me. <laughs> I'm with you, but I could also add to it, and I'm like, no, I'll just let him go. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It could do. I mean, there's a whole lore, you know. It's applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I can't I, imagine all lose rules jiving with some of the characters in the game <laughs> or campaigns. See, I'm wondering if Patrick Waugh put into his contract that 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 he was allowed to have like facial hair. <laughs> um, that was like a contingent that he had to, had to be able to have control over what his face looks like <laughs> i i didn't even notice that so thank you for pointing that out yesterday cassie but that was funny all the pictures from everyone else announcing it had pictures of wa with his beard except the one the islanders put out and it was one with him clean shaven mm-hmm. and then at his press conference he was clean shaven so you know this is this is one of those when you when you say sort of who has um the influence and the power Lou getting him to shave sort of indicates the hierarchy that's going on there right i mean not saying that patrick was you know just all about you know all about the beard and everything but for him to you know for him to be sporting it for the last number of years as he has while coaching in the QMJHL to now be sans facial fur is, is kind of 
a wink and a nod to the whole okay this is lou's world i'm living in it you know how did somebody finally break patrick waugh you know <laughs> which is kind of it, it's just kind of what it is right <laughs> somebody finally broke him that you can you can now safely ride that you know that pony that or that horse that used to be just a massive bronco i would say he was probably broken before it happened but and that's why he went with it but yeah <laughs> I don't know. He seemed pretty stubborn even when he was in the queue, Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. The lure of of, of being back in the NHL. <clears throat> Do you think that's what it is? I mean, he just was going to pounce at anything that came his way regardless? Maybe not. Only because I think one thing a lot of stories I, I've observed, and I'll be quite frank, I've hit that wall in the season where I've just not been consuming anything You're until yesterday insane. morning. And, and it, Oh, life got interesting again, because this is, this is weird and quirky and different. Um, 100, 100% the same, my friend. Yeah. Um, Wob wasn't coaching this season. He won his title. Quebec. I forget what they changed the Quebec maritime, maritime junior hockey yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, back in Maritimes Junior Hockey. There we go. Uh, brain power. Um, but he was not behind the bench to start this season. Mm-hmm. And supposedly St. Louis came calling. And I see that's not a job you would want. Obviously, Minnesota, Edmonton, Ottawa. All these other jobs came open. I don't know if it was a chance to just bounce on any NHL job. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he took the job because specifically Lou Lamorello. Cause who was the guy who beat all of Waz records or important records? Maybe not all of them. Martin Bridger. Who did Bridger well, get drafted well, he, by? <laughs> how, he only really broke one of them. Yeah. No, two of them. I was going to say, and how I many Count Smythes does uh, Broder have? How yeah. many ring? The ones you that know, matter. And how many playoff wins? The ones that matter. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I never got the feeling that Wah was that tied to the regular season wins record. I mean, he liked it, but he wasn't like, you know, hyper protective of it. I never because got that he, sense. He, he was ultra competitive, but he had that switch flip in the playoffs, despite his yeah. shaky post 2001 playoff numbers. I, I wonder if it doesn't come season. down to both having a um, competent and to his word boss, like. Lou doesn't strike anyone as the type who says one thing and does another. But then I just wonder if it comes down to the goalies. There's, there's the linchpin that I, that I keep kind of coming back to, you know, Sorokin, I, you have Varlamov signed for another few years. You know, you have someone who has transitioned well into a backup, but can still, fit in spots. 
And in Sorokin, you have probably, arguably, the best goalie in the world. Um, who just doesn't have the team? Yeah, who just doesn't have the team around him, but who hasn't run himself into the ground yet. So you know, he played one season, twenty-two games, made a playoff run. Then he hit fifty last year. He hit sixty. Kind of carried the Islanders to the playoffs this year. Okay, he's he's on pace for sixty again. But he's just kind of steady. I'm wondering if Waugh's going to run him into the ground or if he's going to be more sympathetic and understand that they'll only, if they get to the playoffs, they'll only go as far as Sorokin can take them. And if Sorokin's on his, you know, deathbed, so to speak, what good is it? Yeah, because otherwise they're a one-line team and that one line could be suppressed whether by opposition or <laughs> by themselves this has been <laughs> that's the question <clears throat> well was quoted as saying yesterday that he's a completely different person than the guy who was coach in Colorado god damn it <laughs> that he he learned a lot from that from that experience and that he didn't leave that experience in, in as good a place as he probably could have. So um, we'll see how much of a changed man he actually is as a coach. Damn it. I was really hoping that he'd be, he'd snap and he and Tortorella would be banging on the partition between the benches during a game. Well, that's not to say they Again. still won't. <laughs> Wait, no, who who did Wad do that it with? Pedro. It was. Okay. Yeah, it was Gabby. I mean, how do you get mad at Bruce Boudreaux? Especially like that. It's Bruce Boudreaux. God. Uh, Wa was ahead of his time during his first stint. In some aspects, yeah. You know, I think we've talked about it before. He was really the first one that brought in the pull and the goalie earlier. Mm-hmm. Pulling the goalie earlier, going to a man-to-man or skater-on-skater defensive system full-time. You know, something that became prevalent and now teams are going back to a bit of a hybrid model. But everyone thought what you're doing is not going to be sustainable for teams. And then... Guess what? Everybody well, had to get couple, it go. A couple teams won the cup with it. Yep. Kind of looking at... The second of the back-to-back Pittsburgh Cups. Well, they they took what did work and they eliminated what didn't from his from his um, tenure. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. You know, and, and anybody that's like, oh, you know, he how he left Colorado, he didn't deserve another job. Well, you know, I'm not here to say yes or no to that. To um, NHL, they'll hire anyone back. Almost. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's exa- <laughs> Hi, Corey Perry. I am. Um, <laughs> but of all the retreads, he is the most unique and outside of the um, 
vanilla flavored vanilla mold. I mean, it's hard to call him a retread, really, right? Because it's only his second stop. To me, he's not Jacques Martin. Right. To me, a retread is, you know, it's a it's a guy that's, you know, well, Pete DeBoer. You know, here, there, here, there. Just, you know, hanging his hat on something. Hell, Tortorella's a retread. Right? Mm-hmm. Won his cup in 2004 and has been hanging his hat on it ever since. Now, granted, you know, his tenure in New York was fantastic and Vancouver wasn't. And Columbus kind of was and Philly's okay. But he's at least been able to kind of back up some of his bravado. Now we're only going to call him bravado. Um, but, you know, serious retreads. I mean, talk it to me is not even a retread, right? Because you really only had the one opportunity. You can say, and that that wasn't even a great opportunity because he was being dictated to Mm -hmm. by the by management. Right. I would say outside of Tortorella, you can look at Lindy Ruff. Yep. Todd McClellan. Yeah. That's Paul Maurice. Yeah. Laviolette. And Laviolette. That's kind of about it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it, it's going to be hyper interesting, not super. It's going to be hyper interesting. You know, there were there were supercars for a long time, and then somebody made some level of car above that, and they had to come up with a new term. So I called it hypercar. So it's going to be hyper interesting to to watch this whole thing unfold so to your point pat you know we're i'm in that same space right i'm kind of in that same sort of uh you know okay somebody do something interesting or funny because right now it's not terribly engaging you know game i'll watch a few minutes of a game here and there kind of keep them up on the background while i'm doing something else but not engaged until this comes in along now it's like i can't wait to watch this game tonight <laughs> you know i don't expect a hell of a lot but there's always that you know the the dead cat bounce as they like to call it you know it shakes the team up they finally you know becoming um become interested or you know drop some more effort in for the new guy or what have you you know something along those lines and more like um, if we don't do well, someone's going to be traded next because <laughs> they just got well, rid of the coach. <laughs> exactly. You know, okay, they fired the coach. So there's the first bullet out of the chamber. Right. It's like, who's next? <laughs> I don't want to be next. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of coming back to the whole Hail Mary conversation earlier. I, yeah. I don't think this is the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary is if, if, you know, somebody like, if they find a way to pull some ridiculous deal you know, um, to get a player in. And I can't even think of what they do, honestly. It involves <sighs> Arizona. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> It'll involve Arizona. I hope not. No, I think, I think Arizona's, they're making their transition 
we know San Jose is not going to pick up the ball that Arizona dropped. It probably should be Chicago, but they're choosing to just re-sign players that they have. So there's some continuity. I don't know. Islanders feel like they can make a move, but I don't think they will. I it's it's going to depend on on how they do in the next like couple weeks. I think because um, if it looks like things are picking up like significantly, then I could see them doing a you know pulling a trade to get a, a rental. But if it's all status quo, there's a bit of a pickup for like a week or two, and then it drops back down to what they've been doing. Um, I, I don't, I think it's going to be a, well, we'll get them next year kind of deal. Right. Cause it's a new coach and, and statistically, supposedly I've read a number of places, the new coach, a coaching change in the middle of the season typically doesn't really affect your stand, your points in the standings, at least not by yeah. a whole lot. So Eh. Yeah, but the unfortunate thing is, is, is they'll always point to uh, Lou. Lou has the history of breaking the mold on that, right? Right. Because the prior two times he did it, I think both ended up in cup victories. Mm-hmm. One so, virtually two week with two weeks to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that one was out of flipping nowhere. And there was a third time where he put himself in charge just to see how things went. (laughs) To scare the heck out of everybody on his team. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's what happens. Uh, Oh, no, who's in charge? (laughs) Again, you know, fear fear is a point on the path to reverence. So the Islanders are currently, I'm looking at the standings, they are three points out of a wild wild card card. spot in the East. Yeah, they're they're hanging around like a little brother. Yeah, they're hanging around like a little brother. And it's January, and you know... Picking up Patrick while in the middle of the season has done wonders for teams before, so. Uh, I called that trade, by the way. (laughs) Nearly to the player, but I called that trade. Um, Talking about people hanging their hat on something 25, 26 years later. That's me. Um, back in the day when ESPN actually had chat boards for hockey. Yeah, that's right. I said it. ESPN had chat boards for hockey. Uh, 30. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the dial in to dial in with a modem and, oh Yeah. God, the good old days. I've been doing too much reminiscing lately. I'm going to shut the hell up. Uh, Nothing wrong with reminiscing. So long as it doesn't get out of control. When they, uh, when, when, you know, when the first browsers really came into being and 
they tried to move their chat board over to a to a web-based interface and then they decided they needed to put in profanity filters and you literally couldn't type in two head coaches names because they would be caught by the profanity filter so hitchcock and babcock would always just get x'd out and then you also couldn't type it you also couldn't you know name chardonnay you couldn't you know one of my favorite lines is a chardonnay you couldn't do that because they had hard on in the middle of it (laughs) early days man early days i tell you (sighs) good times so then it just became like a game for us to find all <laughs> all the ways to circumnavigate their, their profanity filter. Met <laughs> uh, some very interesting people during those days too. Um, and interesting is a mild way to put it. Um, I'm sitting here. Hey, I only know weirdos. Okay. So, (laughs) and I being a weirdo myself, you know, (laughs) I don't judge. It's all good. (laughs) I, 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 the reason I was kind of vamping there is I'm trying to walk through on another thread in my head. Thomas hurdle to the Islanders. Cause you mentioned San Jose. And at some point, Mike Greer has got to start looking to get something in return for what is probably at this point the only value asset he's got. He's got defenders, right? He could like he could like ship them off really quick because nobody knows what defense is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about the sharks? Because I don't know if you've been watching, Cassie. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I I, <laughs> I almost never watch West Coast games, and yeah. you know, every single time I've lived on on the East Coast, it's like, yeah, no, I need to sleep so I don't get sick. Because if I get sick, then my chronic bronchitis will kick in, and I'll be coughing for two months. So yeah, no, I'm going to sleep. Thanks. <laughs> so Patrick, you are putting forth a suggestion that a 30 plus year old with a long-term contract goes to a Lou Lamarillo team. Am I hearing this correct? A little too perfect, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, it's a little too on the nose. So I have one question for you. Why do you want to subject Matt Barzell to this? <laughs> because he is the only player he could possibly trade to make that work this season. Now in the off season with this supposed <clears throat> increase in the salary cap. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, no to me, no to me. Mm-hmm. And given the number of UFA contracts coming off, oh, wait, those don't really add up to much. But there's enough there. Even with retention? I mean... Because I'm going to throw that in the mix because... I mean, I, I certainly hope... Has he got two years left on that deal? Gets Mark, 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 Who? Mark, Matt, Matt Barzell closer to Seattle. Hurdle? 
Yeah, Hurdle's got two years or three years. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Hurdle is signed through the end of 2930. Okay, then there is no retention. Oh, that's right. It was a Doug Wilson deal. It was confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Signed. That had to have been a March of 22. One of his last acts. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all the hallmarks. So there's no retention there. So that's not going to happen. Okay. And they're and 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 they're not giving up players to go the other way to clear the salary. Right. Now Logan Couture, on the other hand, also fits that mold. Just a fewer years on the deal. That one I could see playing out a bit more. Why they really poisoned pill poor hurdle ever getting a chance to go to the playoffs and make a run again. Unless like, you know, Arizona just completely out of the blue, find something locks themselves in and dedicates, you know, decides they want that reward player. Right. Huh. Yeah, poor, yeah. Poor, poor Hurdle. Poor Teenage Ninja Hurdle. It's tough. I mean, everything in San Jose is tough right now. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still just... baffled by their usage of Zadina. Essentially a glorified fourth liner. The scratching of Duclair. Remember when Zadina was passed over and said that he was going to, he was going to fill the net against the teams that passed him over. He was just going to, you know, fill the net. Yeah. That worked out for you, Philip. Probably about as good as Pierre-Luc Dubois, huh? Yeah. Can't get off of that boat, can I? No, I certainly can't. You know why? Because he was rolled up to the first line last night in an effort to sort of get Anze Kopitar going and maybe a little bit more production from that first line. He got rolled up there, rewarded for some reason. He had a couple okay games, but no. There he was up there making sure the first line didn't get anything done. And then, and what's happening with that ship PLD is on these days? Uh, well, you know, hey, Quentin Byfield went down to the to center the line that PLD was on and uh, oh, scored a game winning goal last night. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how's that working for you again, Rob Blake? You got pantsed. You got pantsed. Not pantsed in like, you know, a couple of friends hanging around, you know, like the gym locker room and getting pants. No, 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 no. You were at the assembly in front of everyone standing up, giving the rah-rah speech, and you got pantsed in front of the entire school. (sighs) There is a good player in there. You see it. You see it every once in a while. There is a very good player in there. He can't get out of his own way. Whatever it is. Whether he's trying too hard 
or over he can't get out of his own way is he this decades matt duchene yeah perfect analogy yeah hmm. probably is i mean he's you know matt was a little malcontent towards the end in colorado was kind of a little malcontent in ottawa didn't do well in nashville Right, didn't live up to what his promise was there. And, didn't perform know, poorly as he but, got older into Nashville, but yeah. But I mean, not what, not you know the 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 expectations. He didn't play to the expectations. He didn't play to the hype, and that's fine. And the hype should have been adjusted for him, but the hype carried on. And I think we're at that point with PLD. The hype needs to be adjusted heavily for this guy we may be looking at a career third line center still in the NHL. Yeah. Getting paid like a first line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. They struck gold with a Fiala deal. Oh, hell yeah. That Fiala Dino line that there's a reason they have not broken that lineup. Those guys are just, on it just completely in sync every game i've watched they've always had that um that jump Mm -hmm. and after see i was gonna say after seeing that how well that worked out for a season knowing that you have these strong two defensemen or defensive centers who can produce because dino is at least a 2c yeah. On on, you know, say a mid 2010s Pittsburgh team, okay, he can be the 3C. But, you know, he is a 2C on any decent team. Why did yeah. they invest that much? That's that's why I say he got pantsed. Got absolutely pantsed. They had a third line center. You know, they had a couple of wingers. That were already in, you know, that were already there. Adrian Kempe was always going to be number one, you know, first line winger. Trevor Moore can bounce between the two lines, as can Fiala. You know, you got Deneau backing up Kopitar. Maybe now this is the 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 first sign of Byfield getting into the center position where, you know, he kind of needs to be. And maybe if they continue playing him there, he'd be the only one I could see usurping Dano as a second line center. I don't see it, you know. And PLD is going to be relegated to a wing, just like Matt Duchesne has been. Yeah, which is probably where they, which is probably where he needs to be until he can figure it out. Is that I don't have anything against the guy personally. I don't know him. Don't you know? Whatever. It's not personal. It's business. And in this particular business aspect of it, you know, I see there are a couple of really interesting plays he made yesterday that indicate that there is a quality player in there. That unfortunately you see those types of plays get offset by the black hole he is in the offensive zone. You know, he, that's where, you know, plays, he's where plays go to die. 
So, yeah, I think Matt Duchesne's a prime, prime comparison point for that. It's strange just because everything else the Kings have done has been felt smart and calculated. Like the Gavrikov trade, I think is that's been phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. You know, how Kempe and Trevor Moore have really Kempe's interesting only because he he had flashes and then the last you know, two full seasons. And then this year he's really progressed, stepped up he's been on a consistent. good team. Yeah. He's been mm-hmm. consistent, very consistent. Yeah. Okay. There was some worry with Byfield. I think all those concerns have been put to rest. Um, they have good young players, although, you know, it, it stinks to see kind of Kelly of relegated, but I mean, that's just your lot on the right side of this team given the centers that flip between wings. I think Kaliev being down there with Byfield and LaFerre is going to be very interesting. There's something good there in the making. There is. There's something potentially very good there in the making. Um, You know, going back to sort of our conversations about archetypes, right? Kaliev's that kind of offensive wheeler, um, likes to sort of get open and shoot. A farrier is this sort of grinder, mucker grinder who goes to the corners and digs stuff out and, you know, can can generate some offense here or there. And Byfield's just that big, nasty, you know, talented center that can kind of do both those roles as well as make some unbelievable passes. So uh, we'll see. We shall see. And yet the Kraken still haven't fired Dave Haxtell. Yeah, not going to happen. Anytime soon. Could you imagine if Patrick Waugh had been hired as the coach after they fired Axtall? <laughs> no, I cannot. I, I only because I've, I've had uh, conversations with Ron Francis that is an un, a more unlikely uh, workplace um, marriage than Lou and Patrick. You know, they're 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 a little bit of uh, animosity there, Pat. Is that kind of what you're saying? Potential animosity. Uh there's. You don't have no. To it's out of school. <laughs> no, it it's not even animosity. It's just. <sighs> Flashy versus like slow and steady. Flashy and erratic versus slow and steady. It's the erratic part. It's the doing something kind of on a whim part. Patrick Waugh is not calculated enough, or at least on Francis's level. I would say he's more than calculated. He does everything with a purpose, but just not in the manner that Francis likes or is accustomed to. The cool. Thus, why he hired a, a, a clearly a micromanager the first time he hired a coach, <laughs> and then he went for a better version of that, and that's saying something when we're talking about Hackstall. Don't you mean Chris Knobloch? Or no, wait, but which one is it again? No, but when they played the other day, 
I'd I could have sworn they had flipped benches only because of the way the two teams were playing in that first period. <laughs> well, yeah, My and then they then they show you the head coaches, and you're just like, wait a minute, which one is which? <clears throat> what do you need to grow a beard? Okay, just right now, <laughs> what do you need to grow a beard or a mustache or color your hair? Do something because every time. I just, I just sit there and sort of haphazardly catch a glimpse. I'm like, what's Haxtell doing? Oh, never mind. That's not blocked. I mean, slow and steady has its place, you know? So is Todd McClellan their cousin? Don't no. do that. Don't ever do that. Don't you put that out there in the world. Don't you put that out there in the world. You take Only because McClellan was the parallel I was going to make as the type of coach who makes a lot of sense for a team like Seattle, but I'd never see Francis making that, you, that choice. I, I, I am going to Salem. I'm going to make a damn voodoo doll of you for putting that out there. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. Gonna re- I'm going to replace the Zach Rowensky voodoo doll that somebody in the world has, who I really wish they'd let go of. Yeah, it's probably not in Salem. That'd be too obvious. I think I think whomever has the Zach Rowinsky voodoo doll is either in Ohio or Michigan. Mm. And I don't know if I, I would assume it's probably somebody from Michigan mad that he's not playing for the Red Wings. Or somebody who's in Ohio who's mad that he's still a Michigander. Oh, that Columbus keeps on picking them because um, they produce NHL caliber players? Yeah. Hmm. And no I mean, one can Ohio claim Ryan Kessler anymore. Ohio is known Anybody for its astronauts. You have to wonder why they keep wanting to leave the planet. <laughs> Take it, you haven't heard that joke. <laughs> no, I have not. That's awesome. And I'm just sitting there rattling through, you know, yep, yep. Yeah, yep, like yep, so yep, many, yep, some, yep. most, <laughs> like a huge percentage of United States astronauts come from Ohio. And somebody once made the joke years ago, I don't remember who it was, that, you know, you got to wonder what's going on in Ohio that all these people want to leave and go into space. <laughs> Depends on whether they're from the Cleveland or Columbus area. Um, <clears throat> hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, do we start the Sheldon Keefe countdown clock now? That's not already going? I don't think it is. Hmm. I don't think it's going in earnest. I think it's it should start. be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure some Toronto fan somewhere has that going. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, they certainly do. Uh, the key is, um, is that Toronto fan Brandon Shanahan? <laughs> is Brandon is Shanahan g- a Toronto fan? <laughs> I don't think so. He just works. For oh, him. the actions certainly don't indicate that he is. Um, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Are you? I mean, who wouldn't want Brandon Hagel as a complimentary forward who can score when the Leafs' biggest issues is depth? Huh. Uh huh. So then he gets fired before playoffs or after the season's over? After the season. 
Depends. No, I I still think if they miss making the play. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I I think that's a non-starter. I would agree there. Um if they flounder, but I just don't think the the people who cut the checks I think the Leafs bring in a first-time NHL coach and and again. Who do they have in the minors? No one. Again? <laughs> no, I mean I'm talking about coaches. No, I I know. Yeah, but that's what they just did. Right. That's what they just did, but it was he he was the anointed one. They always are. That's what I mean. Give Todd Nelson a chance again, for goodness sake. I'm Although, and, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, given the inability to keep a healthy defensive lineup, should we expect anything more out of this Toronto club for Shelton Keith? No. And I think I'm going to end this show with a grenade. <clears throat> I'm going to posit a name that has gone very, very dark recently. Not even brought up in very many coaching replacement conversations. And I want everyone to chew on it. Claude Julien. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. 